welcome back to the Party Life Podcast, where we bring you all things Disney and drag. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just trying to sound more professional. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we were gone last week, but we're back. I'm Beth. You're with my co-host. Greg. Happy to be back. Greg. Excited. Welcome, welcome. Um, I just wanted to start off with, you know, my TikTok updates. So yes. I haven't had one in a while, but I found one. It's also on Instagram. Uh, but if you have not followed this account, uh, his name is, let me pull it back up. It's Darius underscore twin. Okay. I don't, it's not like anything special for Disney. He does, he does sky writing. Um, oh. He will take different color. I don't know how he does it, but he takes different color lights. He knows how to set up his camera and he does all these sky writing things. And so this what? week he did a Mickey Mouse. Did you see that picture I put in the, Oh my goodness. No. I don't know how he does them, uh, but they're quite incredible. I mean, all of them are incredible. So, uh, but there's a few, I feel like Disney related ones in there. So. And just the different colors. I don't know. It's it's insane. He calls it light painting. Yeah, light painting. Okay. Yes. I mean, but literally, how like how do you do that without even looking? Yes. Once you, you know so what I'm we'll, saying, we'll it's not this, like there's yeah. a yeah. It's not like there's a canvas. He's literally just doing this freehand in the air. Yes, that's um, wild. Have you yeah, ever so tried post- to do it with, with one color, um, not multiple? I, well, colors. I know they do it. They've done some of that at Disney, mm. uh, like at the Haunted Mansion and stuff. I've seen some people yes. do things around the Haunted Mansion. Uh, but just, I don't know. My brain can't even compute how that works. So please check it out. Darius underscore twin. It's on Instagram and um, the TikToks, I believe. <laughs> but um, I keep seeing his stuff and it's just really cool. If anyone follows Wes on Instagram, he's Disney Parktography. He's done this a few times. Not This yeah. is like a very complex uh, yeah. version of it, but... Um, you basically leave your camera open, like it's exposure open, and you take anything, like the flashlight on your phone, and just like write, and then it'll, obviously it's a streak of light, basically, but this is wild. Right. And I'm assuming he has, like he has to take three photos and put them together since it's different colors. Different colors, yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know. It just looks really, really cool. So there's your update. Uh, we're also going to talk about your Disney Run experience. Yeah. I just want to go ahead and say the person who won the contest is the guy who was the fake cheese, yes. uh, plastic cheese. I'm like, <laughs> wherever he got that printed and all the things, that was incredible. I'm like, this guy wins. I don't care. He wins all of them. I don't care what the theme is. His costume is amazing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, he basically dressed up as a big container of the Disney plastic cheese that you get Yes. at different places. Um I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, his name is Ryan. So obviously, when I saw that, I had to. I had to. We we reposted it to our story, but um, he. I was reading up on it. He had like the decal printed, basically. So it's a. Yeah. It's like a cup of cheese, right? With the, obviously with the lid on it, the plastic lid. So he had that like printed out, and then I think just stuck it to like a cardboard that he cut out in the same shape. But that cheese, not only is it available in other places in Disney, but it's specifically part of the snack they give you at Run Disney for Run Disney events. So like uh. <laughs> when we left for the day, we got a little box, at least for the 10K. I don't know about the 5K, but for the yeah. 10K and I'm sure and up. Um, it's a banana and then a Run Disney box. It had tortilla chips, that cheese, a little like banana okay. fruit square and nuts Yeah, I was like, what are they expecting something. you to dip in the cheese, but they give you tortilla chips. So. Yeah. Um, so that's healthy. That's what you want before, after you run. Yeah, I, I did not eat it. I actually ate, ha- <laughs> I ate the banana because you know, it's banana, but I didn't, I wasn't in the mood to eat cheese and chips, mm-hmm. but I took it home. Um, but yeah, so we did the, or I did the, the run Disney 10 K on Saturday of last week and it's my first official run Disney event. I've run a 10 K before just on my own, not as part of yeah. an event, but this was the first time doing it with Disney and it was humid it was really mm. bad. It was I I uh, I um didn't know how I was gonna make it 
Was this a night? It was a night run, correct? No, it was. It uh, the, here's the thing, was it everybody. Early morning? Here's the thing. So I didn't realize how early I had to wake up until the day before. So I knew the race mm. started at five, but they say, as I was reading the the not the fine print, but like the details of this event, you had to be at the Epcot. Uh, you had to be at Epcot by four a.m. So okay. I'm not staying on Disney property. I live here, so I would have to drive, and it takes about twenty five to thirty five minutes to get there, depending on time of day and traffic. So I left my. I woke up at three. Um, and yeah. left the house at about 3.20. Um, I did not need a lot of time to get up and prepped in the morning. I rolled out yeah. of bed, threw on my running stuff. and You put your Band-Aids dr- over your nipples and yeah, just headed yes. on out. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, more on that in a moment. but um, <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I I mean, I wouldn't have slept. I just wouldn't have slept. I, I like, went to bed um, at 8 o'clock. Two, I, took a f- yeah. I took a little extra melatonin and okay. uh, went to bed. And felt like it was, honestly, it really wasn't that bad, but... Um, I'm sitting down before the race starts because I got there early like they wanted and we had about 40 minutes before the race actually starts. So I'm just sitting down on the blacktop in the parking lot of Epcot mm-hmm. and our in my corral and I have my runner shorts on and they're not like the pockets aren't super deep and I have like a couple of things. I have like my car key. I, that's the weird thing. I have like my car key on me because I parked in the parking lot so I have to keep that on me. Um, my little goo, like my little runner's goo, mm-hmm. which I know might sound gross, but it's all right, Dwight. <laughs> I, I like to I like to eat it around yeah. after my fourth mile. That's like my go to thing. That's like what I look forward to for the first four miles of a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a, I have to bring a sweat rag because I literally dr- I'm drenched. Yeah. But anyway, so um, as I'm running, I'm hitting my fourth mile. I'm rounding the boardwalk, and uh, I go to grab my goo, and it must have fallen out of my pocket oh, when I was sitting no. down. It, yeah. I was no. like, oh no. And I was like very hungry and very like, overheated. Someone's and probably stepped on my goo. Yes, and it squashed it everywhere. But uh, by the way, a great event. Um, I brought a little sound. If you're wondering like what the kickoff of these runs sound like, because you're waiting, you're waiting 40 or more minutes um, for this, for the thing. They, they play a lot of music. There's a DJ there, like trying to pump you up, like you do some dances and stuff. But here's a little clip of um, what it's like for a kickoff of a Run Disney event. Oh, sailors that star-spangled and wave the land of the free You heard that dog barking, right? I mean, <laughs> it reminds me of um, my Rudolph doing the oh yes the national anthem skit of SNL. <laughs> it's a cool moment, and like I don't, I don't yeah. think he, I don't know who the gentleman was that sang that, but mm-hmm. um, I got the feeling it was more of a regular everyday guy who could sing, and like it was really yeah. like it was good in person. Was his, and, uh, this was his moment to shine. Yeah, it was cool, but there were some service dogs there um, that were a part of it who maybe aren't ready for all of that applause because yeah. you heard them barking. Um, it would have been it, better if they were like boo. start howling along with the song Um, hit that note man hit that note if you're wondering what the route is for the 10k so you start in the parking lot you run out through the auto plaza of epcot which is cool 
you mm-hmm. run up and down a little bit of Epcot Center Drive, and then you wound up coming back into the parking lot. And then we got routed into the backstage area of Epcot, like right in what is now formerly called Future World, but um, basically right behind the Seas Pavilion, which was cool. I've, I've not run, I've driven back there before, but I've never been on foot running in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ran past the Seas, and then we went back in around the Imagination Pavilion, and then now we're actually in the Epcot Park, which was cool. And then we run back to the world showplace area again which is i've spent so much time working there just backstage which is so nuts that now i'm running past it and um we wound up running back um near where we run we ran back in the back of epcot and then back into epcot and then we ran through the international gateway to get into the beach club yacht club boardwalk area and ran that loop oh my gosh and then we ran back into epcot and um got to run up the other side of world showcase um, up through or you know approaching spaceship earth now you know ran all the way back yeah. around then we're going past creation shop and then what will be creations cafe and then back around and then the finish line so overall it's it's a cool it's a real a really cool experience one if you've never been backstage at a park you get to go backstage you you might not necessarily be able to take it all in you're really not supposed to take pictures and videos which i didn't but i know a bunch of people did um, yeah, I, I actually brought a sound clip of uh, you when you posted videos during your run. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're going. Now we're going through. Okay. Here's the. All right. I'll show you this part. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, everybody. I tried to bring you with me, but boy, it was difficult in all that humidity. I yeah. wasn't prepared for that. A little I mean, sweaty. I was like, Greg's real sweaty. Sweaty, and I and I run with a sweatband, but like it doesn't do yeah. a whole lot. Well, I mean, normally it does a lot, but. Um, now this so, was Everest. Was it Everest? What no, was the theme? Everest was the five k. The ten k was, was race okay. race for the taste. So it was Ratatouille, Remy inspired. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, the ten miler was Tower of Terror. But um, they announced the theming for well, they've already announced the food and, and wine or the wine and wine or whatever they call it, which I did sign up mm-hmm. for. So I'm doing the ten k then in November. Sweet. But they revealed the theming for the January Run Disney mar- uh, the Run Disney Marathon weekend in the first weekend of January, and it's all '90s themed. Oh my gosh, we want to do a walk, but okay. Well, the 5K is Pluto themed, and it's like '90s mm-hmm. Pluto. The 10K is Chip and Dale. The half marathon is Donald and Daisy, and the full marathon is Mickey Minnie. And there's still the Dopey and the Goofy Challenge, right. which uh, God bless those people. But wait, what's the Goofy Challenge? The Goofy is the two, the full and the half, and the Dopey is the five, it's ten, all of them, the five right? K, ten K, half and full. Okay. And I don't know. That's that. You know, we all know Jen Drennan. She's been on a couple of times. Yeah. That's that's her husband. That's um, he he's a Dopey Challenge guy, and there yeah. are some others that I've I've seen along the way. Um, if you follow Red Nose Black Nose on Instagram, I know they're big run Disney people, and uh, I think they're they're Dopey Challenge um, competitors. But like, oh my yeah. goodness! So, um, I decided that in January I'm gonna. This is before they announced the theme. I'm gonna work my way towards a half, and I'm gonna do okay. it. And as soon as they okay. announced it, it was Donald and Daisy theme, we're like, well, now I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. <sighs> I'm already like, uh, I mean, anything themed like that, like 80s or 90s themed, I'm like, I'm there. Just yeah. let's just do it. I have a costume already. Let's just do it. <laughs> so um, I might have talked to Doug into that one. Be like, come on, it's in January. We should yes. have to do that. Yeah. Um, and like anyways. the 5K is very doable. And honestly, so is yeah. the 10K because um, you don't have to run the whole time for sure. So um, and and here's the thing. One last thing I'll, I'll talk about with Run Disney is there are character sightings along the way. And I stopped for yeah, two of them. Ask, I, I did the Mickey who... and Minnie because there was no line for Mickey and Minnie. I'm, literally, I walked right up. So I, 
I dabbed some sweat off my face first. <laughs> yeah. And then Goofy, because like I'm a big fan of Goof, and um, the first couple of ones are busy because people stop. But as you progress, and don't forget, I was running the whole time, so it probably led to one of the reasons why the lines were shorter because the people who are walking were stopping along the way and probably mm-hmm. queuing up. So, like, in other words, the majority of the people were behind me. I, I right. in no way was a winner of this race. That's not what I'm getting at. But, like, obviously, right. the faster you go, the faster you're going to get to these more um, deep right. into the run character sightings. Um, so, people, were, it's cool. Like, if, if that's what you want to do, do it. I didn't want to because I wanted to, like, this is my first time. I'm probably going to do a little bit slower next time to get a little more character stuff because it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there were like live, there was a live like a chorus singing, We Will Rock You, yeah. at least that's what they were singing when I ran by okay. them. They had just finished a different song, like right as I was um, approaching them. And there were volunteers that had their hands out and were like giving you a high five, which I think I got on video a little difficult while I was running. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a really cool experience. And I'm not really much of like a, an event, like an organized event running type thing, right? I usually just run around the neighborhood or at, a, yeah. or at resorts and stuff. Um, but it was really cool to be a part of something big. Cool. Well, I'm glad we have those experiences. You get those experiences under your belt, and yeah. those will grow. You're now a run dizzy person. You're just one of those people now. I am. So join the um, club. Before we get to our cast member chat with Katie, the chocolatier of Disney, chocolatier, as we say, um, I do want to bring our attention to something, and I don't know if you knew about this, and I only knew about this from the number one news source in America, TikTok. And I found out that Disney released an album this year. I don't know if it was like this month, but it was in the year 2022. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Mouse Pack. So oh. it's the Fab Five singing Rat Pack style songs. Stop so like it. old Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. like stuff, right? So if you're wondering what that sounds like, I brought some clips because I thought... I can't wait. Yeah, so we can't play too much of it, right? Because there's like copyright rules around this type of thing. But here's just a couple of cuts from the album, The Mouse Pack. Uh, This first one is Goofy. Because, you know, when you want to sit down and listen to some real music, your first thought is, what is Goofy sounding like? Uh, Hit it! one guy be I kissed her and she kissed me like a feller once said ain't that a kick in the head Uh, this is incredible. Yes. So, um, like, I would be like, okay, if I'm having a Disney wedding, this is cocktail hour right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's more. So, here's a little Donald and Daisy giving us a little duet. Either, either, neither, neither, let's call the whole thing that's gotta be really throat. hard to sing in the Donald yeah. Duck voice. Ah, man. Uh, one more I'll play, and this is a little more like not sentimental, but like no. Nicole mm-hmm. and I were listening to this. We're like, this is really sweet. Aww. So, um, this is "Think of Mickey Mouse," and it's sung not just by Goofy, but the part that I have from the from uh, the from a section in the beginning of the song is uh, Goofy singing about his pal, Mickey Mouse. If you're ever feeling bad, you're moping around the house. Think of happy times. Think of Mickey Mouse. Our friend Mickey is a 
type of guy who won't let you down. He's bringing miles and miles of smiles all over town. That's our boy Mick. Moping around the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to show this to Doug and be like, listen, if you got some Disney couples, you need to show them this for co- yeah. your cocktail hour playlist. So it's called the Mouse Pack. So Mouse, mouse pack, pack is one right. word. The Mouse Pack. Without any further ado, I want everyone to welcome my fellow South Carolinian, Miss Katie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Katie the a chocolatier, if you will. Yeah. yeah. What is your official, what's your official title? I want to know what the titles that you want to have. So my official title is a chocolatier. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's a cho- chocolatier. Yeah, we can do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Chocolatier. <laughs> so Katie, you've had um, quite a few roles and we'll, we'll go back in time, but I do want to start with this chocolatier business because as soon yes. as I found that out, I was like, I, I, I realized I don't know anything about the chocolatier life at Disney, right? So Obviously, I've been to the ganache. I know that people are making chocolate. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like I have so many so many questions. And one of them is like, how do you get a job as a chocolatier? Like, what? Yeah, do how you, do you have get to have there? schooling for that? Did you have to have? So I do have a degree in baking and pastry art. So um, okay. I went to culinary school. I have a degree. My full degree is um, I have an associates of art and science in baking and pastry arts. Um, I did my college program for the Disney College, um, the Disney Culinary College program, specifically in the role of baking and pastry. Uh, I worked at Amaretz and then was lucky enough to go be switched over to the Gnoshery, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there. And then um, from there, I've had some practice throughout the years, and then decided I wanted to go back. So Chef Amanda, who's our head, um, who's the head chocolatier chef over there, uh, still knew me, and so she brought me back then. I think that's awesome. So let's talk yeah. about the Gnoshery because I've really only been Ganache. a handful of times. We're a very tiny shop. We are Disney's one and only chocolate shop in the entire world. Um, so through all the properties, there's only one chocolate shop, and it is us, which is different than, like, the confectionaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are home to Disney's only chocolatiers in the entire company. So mm. I want to say right now we're a team of 10 chocolatiers. Okay. So all 10 of us do all of the work for the entire shop. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. That's it's insane. a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. what's your day-to-day like, then, there at the Ganachery? Um, so... I am kind of an all-around person. There's mornings, there's days where I open the shop and I'm in at like 10 a.m. and I'll be off by like 6:30. Uh, and so if I'm opening like up the shop, I will be doing like the batching, so cre- uh, making the ganache. Um, our product takes about 32 hours from start to finish to make one batch worth. Wow. Um, so I'll be is what we call batching. So I'll do either the batching. Um, from there, we can do the cutting of the squares, and then we actually start decorating. Now, if I'm like the mid shift, I kind of and floating between like the front of the shop, helping out with guests, um, going into the back, seeing what they need me in the back. And then if I'm closing, again, I kind of float between the front and the back. Um, okay. In the evening, we do a lot more of our decorating, getting a lot of more of our bigger projects done. So we actually make our own marshmallow for the s'more station. Hmm. So okay. typically I'll be making like the marshmallow for the s'more station. I'll be making a lot of s'mores um, or I'll be up front actually helping guests more often. Okay. Yeah, I was looking up um, on the website. I was like, I want to know what Disney like says about the ganachery. <laughs> um, and it has one of my favorite words in here, which is crispy pearls. Yes. <laughs> so because um, I was looking, I was trying to remember where exactly you guys were located in Disney Springs. So we're over in the landing over by where now Gideon's is, as well as where like a diagonal from the hangar bar. Okay. 
I feel like you can smell it when you're walking by, yeah. right? Like as a guest, I'm walking by, I'm like, oh, that's right, the ganache are. So when that door opens and guests yeah. are either coming in and out, like I feel like that chocolate smell just like whacks you right in the face. Yep. Yeah. And it says you guys specialize in chocolate lollipops, crispy chocolate pearls, custom chocolate bars, and then seasonal offerings like s'mores. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other seasonal offerings you guys do? Like, what are, and what are some of the things you like to do? Like you like to make, and I want to know what you hate to make. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I, I know chocolate is not the most fun to work with all the time. So, so, um, I, I, some of our seasonal offerings, like last month we did the lady Tano pop, which is our item for women's history month. Um, okay. so that was our pl- first plant-based item we've ever done in the shop. So mm. I really enjoyed making that because I'm actually the one who fully designed it. I brought my design forward and I was able to, um, bring that to wow. fruition. Um, okay. During like the holiday season, we do Olaf hot cocoa bombs. Mm. Um, right, so uh, you, I'm sure you've all seen them. <laughs> yeah, wait, well, remind me though, because isn't it like he pops out in the middle? There's like little things in the middle that come floating to the top. So it's literally it's a um, chocolate Olaf statue that we fill with our house made um, hot chocolate mix, and then you oh, okay. put it into a pot of heavy cream and milk, stir it, and it makes an entire pot of hot cocoa, and then you get our house made marshmallows to go with it as well. Ooh. Do you hate making those? <laughs> I don't hate making them. There, so there's nothing okay. that I genuinely dis- dislike making. There are certain yeah. items that I'm like, who wants to trade? Gonna... Yeah. I'll do something yeah. else. Um, but there's nothing really in the shop that I don't enjoy making. It, it's all very fun. Okay. I'm a very hands-on person. I'm very tactile. I like to do everything. So mm-hmm. there's nothing that I'm not like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I'm just like, well, whatever. I, I'll do anything. I don't care. Yeah. Can we order custom stuff? Like, can a guest walk in and say, I'm looking for this custom design on a chocolate? not really we do like special orders like people um we do a lot of stuff for like the wedding pavilion and people can come in and say hey you know we need you know 400 boxes for this wedding party and so we've done things like that um but nobody can really come in and be like hey i want you know a pineapple chocolate and then go from there now i can now people can say hey you know that's a great idea and i'd be like that sounds like an awesome idea next time (laughs) chef needs ideas i'd be like someone said pineapple chocolate yeah (laughs) Actually, it was me. It was I. The custom order is basically for for weddings. Does that like come from Disney, or can a guest walk into the ganache and say, "I'm I'm doing an event, and we want our initials on our chocolate"? Like, you know what I mean? Like, can I walk yeah. in and ask for that? So we have had guests do that before. Um, it has to go through our head chef, so she makes okay. all like the final decisions on everything of that nature. Mm. So it's one of those things that if people come in asking for that kind of thing. We have to go find chef or one of my cho- uh, my uh, chef assistants. What I'm getting at, Katie, is I just want some Greg chocolate out there. I want my name. I actually would love it if we get my face on it. But even if it just says my name, that's or okay. It, and if it could be swirled with peanut butter, even oh better. Oh, my God. We have yes. peanut butter chocolate. Well, not with my yeah. face on it. Yeah, not <laughs> no. his, or his initials, but, you know. You'll have to ask my chef. Okay. She's I'll, have to, I'll have to stop Yeah, because I was thinking, too. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure people, they want, you know how, like, Hershey does special things for, uh, like, baby, like, baby mm. announcements and things mm-hmm. like that. I would think that people would I was like, we have find. done, like, pe- somebody asked us to do help them with, like, a gender reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did a pinata, and inside, um, we broke it in, and it was, I, I don't remember what the gender of the baby was, and inside was, like, the color pearls and, like, different uh, color, oh, things of that okay. nature. So the family got to break it open, and inside told them what the gender of the baby was. So we've done things like that before. Was it, like, a chocolate pinata? Yeah. So we make chocolate pinatas. Wow. Can we just order a chocolate pinata? Yeah, for- it doesn't have to be for a baby reveal. It's just we, for me. We currently have an Easter pinata right now that's oh, uh, nice. Minnie Mouse and she's got little bunny ears on and it's filled with these chocolate eggs. What? How I'm big is that? To, yeah. Oh, it's probably maybe like the size of my hand. 
Okay. okay. It's, it's, okay. it's not so it's huge, like, but it's very yeah. It's 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 large enough that you're like, oh, that's a big pinata. I wonder if it's anything like the dessert item that's at that restaurant in the Mexico Pavilion. You know, they have their 50th anniversary um, iridescent yes. um, replica of the pavilion, right? And you crack it open, and there's stuff inside. I wonder if it's about that yeah. size. The pyramid. It's like a the pyramid. pyramid. Yeah. That's where I'm wondering. I'm like, well, who makes all of that stuff? Like, who's making all of the chocolate things that go on all these different crazy desserts and things like that around the parks? If it's Epcot, Epcot will make that stuff. They have mm-hmm. their own. They have um, their own team for that. The same okay. thing like the Grand Floridian. They have their own bakery team. Now we have before they ask us for special items. So we used to make. Um, if you went to stay at the Fort Wilderness and you stayed in one of their lounges, you would get these chocolate bars that had you know the Fort Wilderness logo with a totem on it. We made okay. those. Okay. They would order them from us, and then we would make them, and then we'd send it over to them. The Grand gotcha. Floridian used to get uh, granola from us, and so we do things along those nature. Yeah. But um, we don't really do anything like when it comes to like their stuff. That's mostly their. Yeah. One. So I feel like your crowning achievement at the Ganacherie was Star Wars related, right? You kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I feel like we should dive a little deeper into into yeah. that project. Yes. So for Women's History Month, uh, I helped design and create an item called Lady Tano Pop. It's based off Ahsoka Tano from The Clone Wars. Uh, she's personally my, one of my favorite characters throughout Star Wars. So uh, when Chef came to us a couple, probably around November, October of last year, um, Chef was like, hey, I need you know some ideas. And I was like, I was literally in my bedroom watching an episode of Clone Wars. And I was like, oh, Ahsoka Tano, I'll, I'll, I'll make this item. It'll be great. And yeah, um, so I literally like it was my uh, grocery notebook that I like grabbed off my bedside table. <laughs> I sketched this idea and I brought it into my chef and I was like, here's my idea. And mind you, I'm like the only Star Wars person in my shop. So everyone's like, I don't know who Soka is. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm about to school you. I was like, well, exactly. They all got a history lesson on the history of the Clone Wars and Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went from there and Ashley Eckstein, the voice actress of Ahsoka, actually is dairy free. So we wanted to make an item that she could actually enjoy and eat. So we made a plant-based, which would have been the first plant-based item we've ever done in the ganachery. So it was a um, plant-based coconut and blueberry uh, white, uh, coconut and blueberry swirled. So you get the um, white and blue when you bit into it to uh, mimic her mantrails. Right. So. Oh, I like that. And so did you have to basically just come up, like how did how did they come up with like the molds for these like what it was actually a pop so it was on a stick so we literally make a giant frame of it and then from there we we basically made the coconut base poured it into the frame i then took the bag of the blueberry ganache put it into like stripes and then i had to take a skewer and swirl it back and Mm. forth from there it set up and then when we cut it you were left behind with the striping cool of it and so from there we then covered it in a layer of our dark chocolate and then I hand-painted all of them with uh, Ahsoka's fulcrum symbol on top. So I made That's orange awesome. cocoa butter, and I hand-painted all of them. So we sold over a 1,000 of them, I think. Holy moly. And I hand-painted all of them. You're like, thank you. You can send my check, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. This is Disney. <laughs> well, and what's, what was great is I I got to meet Ashley Eckstein, which was like, mm-hmm. I about had a panic attack. I was like, this is the coolest moment of my entire life. Yeah. I've officially peaked. I can't get past this point. <laughs> This is awesome. So we got to do that. We got to do an event actually with Ashley um, where she came and spoke to, um, she did like an open panel at Disney Springs and talked to all of us. Okay. Um, so I got to do that with her and I got to actually be up on stage with her, which was also like 
Did you get all the photos? Were you like, Amanda, take a picture, damn it? <laughs> well, I'm like, well, my chef's also name is Amanda, by the way. Oh, my okay. gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, Chef Amanda, can I? She's like, yes, Katie, I'll take photos. I'm like, yes. You're like, a video, photos, all the things. Yep. So all I, the I, things my, you can. Well, and my best friend Amanda was also there. And so she's like taking videos of me like up on stage. And I'm just like, here I am. This is amazing. <laughs> I made the pop. I made it. I, like, I made the pop. This is great. So did you get to have like an actual conversation with yeah. Ashley at all? Um, I did get to have a conversation. She came into the shop and I was able to um, like kind of talk to her a little bit. I didn't get to fully like sit down and have like a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. with her, but it was mostly like a, how did you come up with this? I um, you know, what, where mm-hmm. did this inspiration come from? You know, why? And I was like, and I, I, the same thing I told you guys is how and why I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was really an exciting experience. And, like, we didn't know she was – the first time she came to the ganache to get one, we had no idea she was coming. So I'm literally, like, on our belt getting ready to decorate. And I look up and I see, like, all of her – she's got very striking blonde Yeah. Hair. And she okay. walks by and I'm like, that's Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> and all my coworkers are like, who? And I was like, that's Ashley Eckstein. And they're like, oh. And so I'm like, I'm bolting into the front of the shop and I'm like, hi, I'm Katie. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my gosh. And so I'm just like – she hugs me and I'm just like – Oh my gosh! Ashley yeah. and hugged me. I Have am. Have you washed I'm good. that shirt yet that you were wearing that she <laughs> hugged you? It's hanging on my wall. Yeah. I framed it. It's fine. It smells like chocolate. Uh, the odd part, Beth, and I'm not. I'm not sure I told you this yet. Um, is that I don't I don't really know anything about Ahsoka Tano and I have to like try to pronounce that correctly right because I have to like because I don't know I don't know the character I'm really not a Star Wars person I have nothing against it I just never really got into it right by the mm-hmm. way for, not everyone can see Katie Katie's wearing a Star Wars shirt yeah. so like I'm not question. this is not meant to offend I'm just saying I just I'm not on a on that deep level as I know some people are which is totally cool but um, I did this thing for work uh, a week ago and one of the guest speakers at this event that I went to was Ashley Eckstein, ah. voice of Ahsoka Tano and creator right. of her universe. And um, she talked to us about like, you know, her struggles and challenges and inspiration and, and all of that stuff. And then, um, and then comes Katie on Instagram, just I'm like flipping by one day. And I was like, like, huh, a gan- someone that works the ganache. I would love to talk to someone who works there. And then I'm scrolling through your, your pictures and it's like all about, Ahsoka Tano and Ashley Exine. I'm like, what are the chances that the exact, like, it was the next day. Like, the next day I finally learned about this person. I get to see her speak. It's the same person that, like, you got to fangirl over. So it was a very Ashley Eckstein week for me um, when we were chatting about this. She's super cool. Did, did she tell you her Quasimodo story? No. Oh, well, then I won't spoil it. So um, she's super nice. So I understand why you're a fan. And she told us all about, um, you know, doing some voice acting work for, for Star Wars and whatnot, how fun it is and how she really loves being that character so it was really cool to hear so i can only imagine what it was like for you to be able to be in person with her talk to her hug her um yeah i guess it's time greg for you to get into the star wars universe huh yeah who knew it's never too late so i hadn't actually never seen a star wars episode up until quarantine oh Ah. i had never seen any of them i was fully into it well i was a marvel fan so i was like i don't need star Mm -hmm. wars i got marvel that's why i I had nothing else going on so i was like it's May the 4th, I'll watch all of them. And I watched all of them in literally two and a half days. <laughs> and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I watched all of The Mandalorian and then all yeah. of Clone Wars. And truly, like, Ahsoka comes on screen. She makes, like, one of her first comments. And I'm like, her. She's my favorite. I picked that one. <laughs> of all the characters, I picked that one. She's great. I like her. I like her a lot. <laughs> like, she gives Anakin some attitude. And I was like, yeah. 
that's mine. I um <laughs> I have to like ask my husband about all that. I was like, so who who are all these people again? He's like, okay, this one's from the Clone Wars, or this one's from blah blah blah. Because there's just so many things between animated like storylines and then you know the live action storylines, all the things. Um, and they're all so intertwined, I, which is so cool. Yeah, like he knows more, so I'm like, oh okay, like I appreciate it more after he tells me where mm-hmm. this person is and all the things. So. Love it so much. All right. Now tell me, um, what is your favorite thing of the ganachery? Oh, my favorite thing. Uh, so we have 15 to 16 flavors of chocolates at any given time. Um, my personal favorite is called the Jeanduia. It's an Italian hazelnut, very similar to like Nutella. Okay. Yeah. Significantly better. And that one's like my go-to all-time favorite. Does that come like in a bar? Does it come in a, what does it come? So it's like? a little square. Um, okay. So probably fits in like the size of your palm. And yeah. you can get them in either an individual. You can either get an individual piece or boxes of like six, nine, or sixteen. Okay. And you can mix and match of like any of our flavors. Usually, when I go, I get a box of six of just the John Duya. Like, okay. I get just that. Do you get free samples when you go in there? Do we get free samples? <laughs> Is it not like that? Is this we, one of those places? <laughs> we used to do samples. We don't anymore. Oh, um, unfortunately, COVID. COVID decided we are not. Even if I go in there and I'm like Katie, like give you the wink, <laughs> wink, slide me a little piece of chocolate underneath. Oh, it fell on the floor. I'll get it. Oh, no, darn. <laughs> do you um, do you get to – you guys get to, like, sample things when you're making things? We do. So um, okay. when we first get into the shop, like, as a new hire, um, they let us try everything so that we can explain it to all of our guests so that way we know yeah. what everything is. Um, hmm. And then from there, like, as we do new products, they let us try them as well. Okay. I would constantly be like, I forgot what that tastes like. Let me go get a sample real quick. <laughs> Anytime anything breaks when I get to enjoy something. Yeah. My takeaway from this, Katie, is I'm just going to go get hired over there, go through yeah. training, be like, this isn't for me. You know what? Mm, <laughs> That's fine. I've had enough chocolate. For I'll be your trainer. I'm one of the trainers. So, like, I'll train you. It's fine. Cool. There you go. Well, like, send that to <laughs> everybody the, listening. <laughs> the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, there you go. Samples. And I'll come in and get samples. You mentioned some of your previous jobs before we hit record, and it's it's quite the list, right? So you started in college program at the, just like you mentioned, uh, in this conversation at the patisserie and then eventually ganachery. But you've worked at some bakeries at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Grand Floridian, transferred over to the Millennium Falcon, which is a hard left from the bakery life, um, worked some of the Epcot festivals and stuff. So walk us through some of those days. I feel like that's a pretty interesting variety of roles in there between bakery and attractions and then Epcot festivals. So what's life like at a resort bakery, either at Animal Kingdom Lodge or Grand Floridian? So um, we'll go with Grand Floridian because I was there, like, I think the longest. And so with the Grand Floridian, when I worked over, um, like, Banquets team, we'd get in, we'd go over our list for the day, and we would basically pick projects and go from there. And so uh, every day was something different. It was depending on, like, what event was going over at the um, bank or the – event center you know we'd also do stuff for weddings so people would come in and be like you know oh i one of the things you know they would ask like for weddings especially was oh i I really like this item from you know wherever like over at magic kingdom Mm. and can you guys make it well we couldn't exactly Mm. make it but we can get something inspired by it Mm. you know or like the imagine people like can i get zebra domes for my wedding and we'd be like ah sure inspired zebra domes yeah so they'd be like inspired zebra domes it wouldn't be the same exact recipe or anything but they'd be inspired by that um or like when i but it was a little more like structure when i worked on the tea room team because they do the same things every day there Mm -hmm. um for the tea room and so you know most of it was started like 6 a.m we'd go in um we'd get all of our numbers and then we'd start making all like the um the we do like a cream puff swan so we would make all those we'd hand dip the strawberries for it we'd start making the um Oh, I can't think of... Oh, the trifles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we would make all of those. And then we get everything ready for the concierge level for them as well. And their pastries kind of changed from day to day based on like what they wanted. And so that would be like our day every single day is we get all of that ready and then we go from there. And I how many people cool. would you work with like at the Grand Floridian and you had to break off into projects? Would you be doing that by yourself or with teams of people or just depending so on what it was? For the tea room concierge, there was three of us on the whole team. Okay. Um, and so like one girl would specifically start on stuff for concierge and the other person would do stuff for um, the tea room. And then we would like okay. switch. So like the next day I would do concierge and that person would do tea room. And okay. the day where all three of us were on the same shift together, we would do like big projects. Gotcha. Like making extra tea cakes, uh, working on getting this um, pat swans made, things of that nature. The what swans? Okay. Uh, pat What does that mean? What did so, you just call me? Yeah. <laughs> pat shoe is the basis of like eclairs, cream puffs, things of that nature. It's uh, all oh, one okay. recipe and it's called pat Oh, bless you. Shoe pastry, basically, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's literally it's shoe pastry, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's. I watch uh, Great British Bake Show, so that's the terms that I know. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, that's the only thing I could think that that would be what it is a shoe pastry. So. Yeah, it, it's it's this which like, is essentially really... just like layers of butter and um, thing, and you have to you continue to fold the dough and the butter together, correct? So that's something different. So pat shoe is literally, um, it would be your milk, your um, flour. And you would cook it until it basically makes like this paste. Pot. Oh, okay, okay. And it would, you have to wait until you have a fawn on the bottom of your pot, which literally is like this layer. And then you would then pour okay. it into your uh, mixing bowl, let it whip for a few minutes to get the heat off it. And then you slowly pour in eggs into this hot mixture, which is really difficult because if you pour it in too quickly, you can actually scramble yeah. your eggs. Okay, yeah. Now it's like ringing a bell to me. Yeah, and so you just people like, are like, ah, oh, scrambled it. I scrambled it. I gotta start over. I'm like, yeah, it, 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 I don't basically, know what happens is you have to like, super slowly pour it in and like let it mix and if you do too much at a time you can also break your pat shoe right. so you take a little bit at a time a little bit at a time and basically it's like one person and half their day is just sat babysitting this pat shoe yeah You're and like, then, this is why i have a degree and <laughs> it's not just anybody walking in here doing this yep exactly i mean the other nice thing though is a lot of the stuff we can teach so we have people who have no degrees okay. um head chef the head chef her name is chef yoli over at amaretz started out as you know one of our dish stewards so she was doing dishes mm-hmm. she had a lot of heart and a lot of soul and we thought she was really really good and so um one of the head chefs saw that in her and eventually was able to train her now she's the head chef of over omelets wow from cleaning the dishes to preparing seriously them. what a cinderella story yeah yep and so it, we, we tell anybody you know if you really have the heart and the drive for it we can teach anything yeah i say that all the time when we get new cast members you know you may not know how to do the job but I do, and I can train you. As long as you've got heart, soul, and you're willing to work hard, I'm willing to work with you. Yeah. I can't train a good attitude, but I can train you on how to make any chocolate. Yeah. Um, one of my most favorite cakes I've ever eaten in my life, as an adult, I can't speak mm. to my entire childhood, but as an adult for sure, was the wedding cake I had at our wedding. And we had a Disney fairy tale wedding, so I don't know where the cake came from. We didn't do it at the Grand Floridian. We got married at the Boardwalk. So I don't know exactly where, but, but oh man, was that the best cake I've ever had. It was so, 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 so good. How so long have you been with Disney? That's... What if she made your cake, Greg? How weird Could you... would that be? I, I got married in 2015, so I don't know if that was your time there or not. I was not there yet, okay. but okay. Um, so all the wedding cakes are made at the Grand Floridian. Okay. And from there, we then deliver them to wherever. That so I sense. was never on the wedding cakes team. Mm-hmm. I have, however, helped to deliver a wedding cake before. So Isn't it stressful? You don't want to drop it? It's incredibly it? stressful. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. It's the most nerve-wracking thing ever, especially the only like, chance you got. Well, we I had delivered one to Epcot, and there's a lounge on top of the um, test track. 
Yep. And so like mm-hmm. we're going by with like this cake and people are like just like walking by us and I'm like, please don't touch me, please don't touch me, please don't touch me, yeah. please don't touch me, please don't bump this cake. And like anytime we go over like a slight bump, I'm like, <gasps> and like the girl who I'm delivering with, she's like delivered hundreds of cakes. She's like, I don't know why you're panicking. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, it could be fine for you, but this is not fine like, for how me. Are you not, why are you not freaking out? Why are you not freaking out? Do yeah. they, um, how do they transport them in big vans? Do they like yeah. stick them in the middle of a big van? So we have literally a giant van that's air conditioned mm-hmm. and it's like basically a giant refrigerator on wheels heck yeah and somebody literally sits in the back holding these cakes and just that's what you do i wouldn't mind being the just the driver for those vans because they're air conditioned (laughs) yeah well i mean um they're like super air conditioned i've seen them around they have have like a big unit on top at least the ones i've seen they have that big unit on top of the the van more than just the regular like built-in air conditioning but i've been around them before and like I've seen them dropping stuff off before, like as I'm around the resorts and I'm always like kind of lingering to see if I can like, obviously you can't see they're in boxes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm always thinking like, well, if they drop one, I'll eat it. Like they can't serve it anymore. So I'm like kind of hoping someone drops it. Yeah. Turn into, um, was it Chandler and Rachel? Yeah, eating was it, it off Chandler the floor. Chandler and Rachel on Friends? It was Chandler and Rachel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cheesecake, it was cheesecake, right? I feel like. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah. neighbor's cheesecake. Anyway, I've never seen friends. What? Well, then now we're even for. Okay, although I'm not, I wouldn't be as offended if you had said you've Katie, never I'm seen have the to office. Ask you to leave. I would be offended. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. <laughs> nice meeting y'all. Uh, um, if you uh, you need to add that to your list, okay? Look. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. I'll work add on it. your list. A okay. little more difficult to stream because you have to pay for something even separate, right? Because yeah, on you HBO got HBO Max. Max. It's on HBO. Yeah. Ugh. Find find a friend. Find a friend. So, Katie, you um. You delivered some cakes to Epcot, but you also worked at Epcot for a while, right? You did some work at the festival. So what did you do there? Yeah, so I was in the festival's kitchen there. So I was there for Flower and Garden Festival predominantly. Mm-hmm. So basically our day would start out with like our chef assistants would come in an hour before us, do inventory, see what we had and like what needed to be made. And then they would go from there and be like, all right, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And so we basically were able to make the entire menu. Any of us could. Was there anything you made that you think we would remember, that we would know? Are these all, like, bakery items or? Some items do change every year. Some items stay the same. Um, Oh, I want to say it was in the Canada Pavilion. It is a a rosewater panna cotta. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. And I want to say it's this year as well in our Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, I remember Um, that. And so, like, we made those a lot. And that was one of those items that they're like, Katie, here you go. And I'm like, yay. They're like, you work with chocolate and all the other hard things to work with. Why don't you do this? Yeah, basically, cool. yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you ma- well, where did that stuff get made, right? So if you made stuff for Canada, you weren't in the Canada Pavilion, right? There's there somewhere backstage well, or is it in one of the pavilions? With the festival's kitchen, we have one centralized kitchen. And then from there, we send everything out from there. Okay. Um, where is that kitchen? It is behind Germany. Oh, That's why okay. it smells so good back there sometimes. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> How big is this kitchen? Like, give me a, like, what's the setup of those? I'm just curious. Cause I'm like, there's so much stuff being made. I'm like, how big is this place? I'm trying to think of like what I could equate it to. Like, how about the tent of, uh, the great British bake off? How many tents <laughs> worth of yeah, cooking stations? What is it like in there? Probably two to three tents combined. Okay. Um, because we also share a kitchen with culinary for mm. the festival's team. So, like, okay. half the kitchen's theirs, like, a quarter of it's ours. Okay. Um, what is what is culinary? Like, you mean, like, they're just making, f- like, regular food for restaurants well, and things like no, that? No, all the food for... Th- so, the festival's kitchen is all together. So, the culinary... Or, festival's bakery and festival's kitchen um, and culinary are all together. So, they're making all the food for the culinary side of the festival. Gotcha. Foods. Okay. 
Um, and and y'all so, are doing like all the desserts and stuff. Yep. Okay. And we had one, two, three, four. We had like four tables in like a mixing area. Okay. And sometimes we could like bleed into like culinary side and be like, oh, we you guys don't need this table. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, good. Because I'm not about How to How many ovens? How many ovens we are working with? I think maybe two or three. Okay. It's not um, a lot. We don't do we didn't do a lot of baking items if we could okay. help it. Um, gotcha. Most of our stuff you'll notice is a lot of like panna cottas, mousses. Mm-hmm. They're easier to mold. Um, yeah. and it, with our space, it was just a little bit easier that way. How big is the kitchen at the ganachery? <laughs> you could see the entire kitchen. Say like, it again. You could see our entire kitchen. Oh, okay. So I guess, it, yeah, I guess I haven't really been in there, but like that's it. Like it's there where you can. Ever, yeah, do you well, like that? I'm always curious. Do people like it that? Like, do you, yeah, we could watch you like that people are just can stand there and stare at you while you're doing work? I would hate that. We kind of tune it out after a while. Mm. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I don't even notice people are standing there until I happen to look up to like look in the shop, make sure everything's okay. And you're like, oh, hello. Someone's and I'm like, oh, there's a human being staring at me. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes yeah. it's kind of nice because I can feel like I get to show off a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very much like a show off where so I'm just like, haha, look at me go. <laughs> She's like, oh, do you want to see this pop that I created? Mm, just come on over here and I'll make one for you. Yeah. Or like, we'll be decorating. I'll be like, like, I don't care, Katie. I just want a sample. <laughs> the, the people are just looking at, they're like, they're just waiting for their food. And I'm over here like trying to be all fancy and like yeah. going for it. And they're just like, can I have that now? And I'm like. Sure. They do make for some good TikTok videos. I'll tell you that. We do. We make some really cool TikTok videos. And your hard left of a role was in attractions yeah. over at Hollywood Studios on Planet <laughs> of Bat Two, so yeah. um, which kind of worked out for you, I guess, because you're or you've become a Star Wars fan, right? Like, what what came first, your Star Wars was fandom or or the uh, Millennium Falcon? So I it, my Star Wars uh, watching actually happened first. So watching Star Wars right. happened, okay. and then I happened to become a citizen of Bat Two. So right. I. Um, when we reopened from COVID, mm-hmm. um, I knew my role wasn't going to be readily available immediately gotcha. um, because I was still at the grand at that point. So I was like, oh, I can – they had offered us, like, temporary transfers to different parts and, like, different locations throughout property. And they were like, you know, pick whatever you guys want and we'll call you and see what we got for you. And so I said – you know, they gave us, like, this long like, list of, like, custodial attractions yeah. and beverage, things of, like, that nature. And I said yes to everything except for, like, two items – Mm-hmm. And then I, about a week later, get a call, and the girl's like, you got picked for attractions. And I was like, ah, cool. And she's like, you guys got a really good attraction. I'm sitting here thinking, like, ah, sweet, I'm going to work at the Jungle Cruise. I'm going to work in <laughs> you know, Haunted Mansion, which I could have yeah. never worked Haunted Mansion. I, I'm very, very perky. So they would have been yeah. like, hi. <laughs> and that would have worked out for me. Um, and she's like, oh, you're going to be working in uh, Galaxy's Edge. And I was like. There's two attractions in Galaxy's Edge. Which one yeah. am I working at? She's like, I don't know. You'll figure out when you get there. <laughs> and so uh, they, I get there and they're like, oh, you're working on the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so I, I got there. They fully trained me on how to work the attraction. And mind you, this is like pre-COVID time. Or like we, we just opened the the yeah. you know, land again from COVID. Yeah. And so I basically got to be part of that reopening team. Which was cool. so much fun. And at that point, I had already been like, I had like fully dove into like my Star Wars nerdiness. Yeah. And it just didn't help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, I, I get to work like, there every day. So. Yeah. Well, and it was great because like I got to be super in theming and I was, I loved theming. So like they let us make these Batuan backstories, um, cool. which is supposed to be like 80% us, 20% Star Wars. Okay. Um, Which I was like, 
Uh, darn. You're like, I'm from the land of South Carolina. <laughs> well, what was well, your so backstory? Yeah. Uh, so my Batu and backstory was that I am was born on the planet of Batu. I lived in the district of Galma. Um, I am a mechanic. I was taken under. I was taken as a apprentice at a young age. Um, when the gentleman who owned the garage that I worked in retired, he left me the shop. And from there, I kept um, working on uh, different speeder bikes and things of that nature. He left me also a pod racer. Um, so I worked on getting that up and running. Crashed the pod racer immediately. So I needed the credits to go and fix it. And that's where Hondo came in and said, hey, you need the credits. I can also you scrap some old freighters. If you come work for me, you're a pretty good mechanic. And I said, awesome, I can do that. And that's how I started my job on the Falcon. Um, wow. I also have two porgs named Clyde and Denzel. <gasps> ah! <laughs> no, Clyde and Denzel, and then uh, BB6 is my BB unit. Um, I actually bought BB6 uh, discounted, and so nice. he is not the smartest droid that there ever was, but we love him nonetheless. So <laughs> I can come with me to work. Denzel has to droid sit, okay. and then we just adopted another droid as an R unit. We have yet to name the R unit, though. Hmm. Clyde and Denzel. I love that yeah. so much. Clyde does my hair and my makeup, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I used to have, like, I used to do, like, my hair really intricate braids and everything. And people are like, I love yeah. your hair. I'm like, thanks. My porg did it. Like, and they kind of, like, look at me. And I'm like, what? what? Doesn't your porg do your hair? Do you know where and, you are? <laughs> well, my favorite was I said that once. And the little girl goes, oh, my gosh. You're like Cinderella. And I went, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have no idea who any of these people are on Batu. Right. And right. she's like, Cinderella? And I was like, huh? Who's that? Who's that? And so she had to, like, explain to me who Cinderella's. And she's like, the mice. The mice do her hair and makeup. And I was like, you mean, like, a mouse droid? They don't have hands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, this, like, I think maybe. She's probably six, so confused. She's like, Exactly. Yeah, this six, seven-year-old girl is like, huh? Yeah. She probably just thought mom. you were dumb. She was like, who's this? <laughs> like, this girl had nothing Her mom was trying to explain to her that she, like, doesn't know Earth terms and stuff. Yeah. And it was, I think it's one of my favorite moments of You're just like, being she like, wears what color? Yeah, I'm like, huh? Well, they're like, she wears, even... a, she wears a glass slipper. I'm like, that doesn't seem very comfortable. You're like, mm-mm. <laughs> that wouldn't last a day out here on Batu. Yeah, exactly. How, so how long were you at that position before? I'm assuming they called you and were like, hey, you know, team's getting back together. We need you back over here. Or, like, how did that all happen? So I was there for about eight months. Okay. And then I get called to my uh, leader's office. I literally go to pull an assignment and say, go have a meeting with a leader, which never sees a good like, thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, you were yeah. like, oh, gosh. Well, I, I, was told, like, I told off some other seven-year-old about Cinderella. <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like rifling through all the things I had done that day. And I'm like, nothing's that what bad. Do I haven't done yeah. anything awful. There's nothing that happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I get up there and it was his name is Nathaniel. And Nathaniel's like, Katie, we loved having you here on Batu. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? Why would you start it that way? Is that Nathaniel Palma? Palma? Yeah. Is his last name? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know him personally. I just follow him on Instagram. Continue. Yep. He was go. one of the uh, ambassadors. Yes. That's so, how, yeah. I, how I was introduced. Yep. Ago. Uh, and yeah. so he's like, you're, you know, you're so sweet. We really enjoyed you. You know, unfortunately, your original role has called you back. And I was like, am I going back to the granny? He's like, no. And I was like, what? And that's when I got told I was going to Epcot Festival's kitchen. Okay. There was okay. a pastry spot open. So they were pulling pastry people back. So they wouldn't yeah. have to talk to anybody new. Right. And that's where I then went in and I was like. Okay, and so then, then from Epcot Festivals into, you know, Ganachery. Mm-hmm. But I literally, I after COVID, I never went back to the Grand. So do you feel like you're kind of getting the, be- the best of both worlds in I'm, the Ganachery? I'm absolutely getting the best of both worlds. Okay. So I, I get to still be in the kitchen. I still get to be very hands-on, but I still mm-hmm. get that guest interaction. I still get to talk to people, yeah. which is, like, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I could talk people's ears off. Yeah. And so I, I finally am getting the best of both of those worlds. And I didn't cool. realize how much I loved working with guests. 
until I got to work in attractions and I was working with guests every single day. Yeah. And yeah. for the most part, guests are so much fun and they're amazing. Yeah. Our, our guests are so cool, especially when you get to be very playful and have fun with them. And it, it was just, it was really nice. And getting it back to go to the ganachery kind of gave me all of the best of every world. Right. So that's all I'm like, would you say that this is sort of like your Disney dream job or is there another job that you would love to like be a part of? So funny enough, this was my Disney dream job. Um, hmm. Pastry in general was my Disney dream job. So in mm-hmm. the fourth grade, I had decided I wanted to work for Disney in the pastry industry. Wow. Okay. Um, I had watched a uh, decorating Disney for the holidays special on the Food Network and I saw them building the Grand Floridian's uh, gingerbread house. Gingerbread house. We're like yeah. whipping my mom and being like, I'm going to do that one day. And she's like, you want to go visit that? I was like, no, no, I'm going to do that. Do I want to build that one day. And she's like, okay, kid. Like, sure. Yeah. Did you get you to know? help with that at all? Ever? I did. I could do it two years in a row. Wow. Yay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. You're like living yeah. your Disney dream. I love exactly. hearing that. And That's so then I, I went over to the grant or the ganache and I'm like, this is like it. This is all I've, I wanted. And yeah. slowly more and more as I realized I love helping guests. Um, I think my next dream role is going to be a VIP tour guide. Oh. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're like, and, oh, I will make chocolate at home and take it to them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love that. Okay. I love helping guests with their, um, like their whole vacation, helping them yeah. make a magical vacation. I can't tell you how many times guests come in. They're like, I have no idea what we're doing. And I'm like, let me help you. Yeah. We've got y'all. All right, Katie. I think, I think we're at the point now where it's, it's time to, to get serious. Oh, serious. Fast go. pass facts. Fast Whoa. pass facts. Because they're fast. I love it. <laughs> All right. All so right. you know the deal. We're going to ask you some some questions, and we want you to let us know what comes to mind first mm-hmm. when you hear these questions. So no pressure. There's no right or wrong, except a lot of times there is a right and a wrong. A okay. lot of times there is a right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll let you know. All, All right. right. Go, Greg. Kick us okay, off. Okay, thank you. Um, your favorite Epcot festival? Oh, Flower and Garden. Hmm, I wonder why you say that. Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one. What is your yes. favorite Disney movie? Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Thumbs up <laughs> or thumbs down the big wand on Spaceship Earth from like the year 2000 or before that? Thumbs up? Okay, good. <laughs> She's like, That's I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, what is your favorite park to rope drop? Hollywood Studios. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because of Star Wars. Come on. Batu. <laughs> yeah. Because of Batu. We get it. Um, your favorite quick service restaurant in any park, resort, or springs? Uh, Docking Bay 7. Oh, another okay. Star Wars. I'm another seeing, Star I'm Wars. We're getting all the Star Wars things. All right. Here's one that's not Star Wars. Wishes or Happily Ever After? Happily Ever After. Correct. That is the correct answer. Good, good for you. Good for you. Um, your favorite land in Magic Kingdom? Fantasyland. Oh, classic. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, how about your favorite Disney resort to stay at? Polynesian. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> I literally walked over to the Polynesian just to get Kai- Thai coconut meatballs. I was working at the Grand Floridian. and I was like, I'm walking oh, over there. I'm getting myself some meatballs. Every time you post them, I'm like, meatballs. stop it, Greg. Gosh. Presentation, <laughs> so not great, but taste, excellent. Okay. Oh, My right. last question for you, Katie. Your favorite place to zen out in Disney, somewhere you can relax and just have a moment. Going back to Batu again. Okay. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> there's a little area, like, you can kind of go off the path right before the marketplace. Yes. Um, it's where our, like, 
relaxation station used to be. And I'll yeah. just go over there and I'll just sit and like people watch and yeah. you can kind of like hear the background of the music and you can just sit and it's really fun. That's okay. Nice. All right, my last one is your favorite non-Star Wars attraction. How about that? <laughs> oh, Haunted Mansion. That is also the correct answer. Correct. <laughs> we accept. We accept. I'm a Haunted Mansion nut. I love Haunted Mansion. Sweet. Well, thank you for playing Fast Pass Facts. Yeah. I love it. And thanks and for thank joining you. us. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, letting us hear all about your, your bakery days. I'll put your information, your Instagram, in our show notes yeah. so people can follow along the journey of you baking for Disney. Yeah, um, go see Katie, see. guys, at the Ganacheria. Get you a, um, a nice Instagram or TikTok video. She wants to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. And if you give her a wink, wink, maybe she'll give you a sample. I don't know. We're, we're just going to push <laughs> I it. I don't know. See it's out get. there. We're manifesting we're gonna, this. That's right. Katie. We're manifesting it. <laughs> <laughs> Try her favorite, whatever it's called. What is it called again? Pot of the Jean Duya. Jean Duya. Jean Duya. That's what they used to call me in high school. Hey, look, it's Jean Duya. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us, Katie. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We got I some nugs. Eat, I just want to eat chocolate nugs now after Ooh. all that. Oh, actually, I would try that. I would try a chocolate dip nug. Chocolate nug, if you will. There's a bunch of them out there. It's like Ferrero Rocher. That's one. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you go first. What you got? Okay. We got um, a couple nugs today, guys. Yeah, we we took off last week. So um, some of these are from a little bit ago, but we didn't get to talk about them. And That's I feel right. like if I don't talk about them, they don't really exist in my own head. Very so true. you may have heard that Disney announced that the Hoop-Dee-Doo review <laughs> is coming back. <laughs> and the crowd of one goes wild. Yeah. And... um. So the first available reservation will be for June 23rd. It is a Thursday, and reservations open on May 26th. And you better believe your boy Greg will be right there in the morning yes. trying to get an opening night reservation for it because we're very excited about it. Um, My next one's going to tie into that, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Okay. So I'm going to announce Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. They have a date finally. It is opening May 27th, so it's not just summer anymore. Yes. Um, they've given us a date, so everyone's very excited about this. Um, and so my tie into that is if I end up getting to come down there for something, wink, mm. wink, uh, a hoop to do review would be really nice to do. I'm just saying. Oh, oh no. We'll it wouldn't start by then. It wouldn't start it by won't. then. It won't. No, you'd have to come after the fact. It'd be open by then. Ugh. Just shoot down my dreams. But I'm very excited because- <laughs> I told Doug, I think I maybe said this. I don't know if I said this on the pod or not, but I was just telling him, I'm like, I will be very, very sad if they don't bring back Hoop Doo Review because if people don't get to experience that anymore, that is a tragedy. So of all the like musical shows and stuff that they have, uh, because I think it was the one at the Polynesian that they're not bringing back. Yeah, the Spirit of Aloha. Yeah, and so we were like, oh my gosh, if they don't bring Hoop Doo back, it's going to be so tragic. So I am super excited. If you've never done it, I'm telling you, just do it. Believe us. It is totally worth it. Um, after we did it with Doug's family, I had done it once before, like back in the 90s. And so when we went with this family a couple years ago, I was like, guys, just trust me. We're going to do it. I was like, if you hate it, then it, it's all on me. But I think yeah. it's going to be a new staple when we go with his family. Yeah. So. It's a fun time. Um, so the the luau at the Polynesian not returning for a different reason. Reason mm-hmm. they're just getting they're gonna bulldoze that and up is gonna go a yeah. new tower. Like, so doing some stuff. The, yeah, the building's already there for Hoopty, and they did say it's gonna be modified. So we don't necessarily know what that means, but it might feel like a big change. But things tend to change more gradually. So if they change out a plate or two, we have to be patient with it. 
it's mm-hmm. how it how it goes. But I'm sure the show will be similar. But actually, I'm kind of hoping they update the show a little bit. There's nothing wrong with the show, but it is the same show. Obviously, yeah. there's a little there's a little bit of element of like improv ish kind of stuff. Yes. But overall, it's the same. So I would be happy to find out that maybe they added in some new segments or that kind yeah. of stuff. I would like new to jokes. Hear that. Some yes. good jokes in there. Yeah. Disney also announced the return for traditional meet and greets. And that's starting yeah. soon. They say it's a phased approach. So starting April 18th, which is the Monday after Easter, mm-hmm. um, you'll be available to walk right on up to some characters and hug them. They didn't specifically say uh, what areas. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I were in this situation, in my mind, I'm thinking it should be at the character dining because I feel like you're specifically mm. paying for that. Yeah. experience as opposed to walking in a park like it's kind of like a a part of it but you pay for chef mickey because it's mickey walking around right right so i'm hoping that's where it starts i'm also thinking that in my head i was thinking maybe they're just going to start with non-face characters because Could be. you're, yeah, for like you're basically in that extra barrier anyway yep so i mean somebody just touching touching that is like not that big of a deal so but yeah. i don't know we'll see we shall see but it's exciting all right should we do some history Yes, as always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets, who are still in Disney. They're on a, a yeah. longer trip than usual. I got to see, uh, so far, Mouselet 1 and Mouselet C. You so did? make sure you you're following them? along. Um, at the Polynesian, yes, I didn't get to see them in the park. Oh, okay, good. Yet, but we're getting there. Anyway, themouselets.com for some fun Disney-inspired merch and all kinds of fun Disney content. TikTok, Instagram, all of the fun stuff. Yes, speaking of Polynesian, I'll kick us off uh, back sure. in 1995. Wow, Stark, Stark stopped at that music. I'm oh, sorry. Nope. Here we go. Uh, it's coming back. There it is. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, in 1995, this week, uh, the Polynesian's Papite Bay Veranda, mm. which was an opening thing since the park, you know, since it opened in 1971, officially became Ohana Restaurant, oh. featuring the world's largest fire pit. You're welcome. Oh. Oof, I just, every time I think about Ohana, my mouth waters. Know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, well, that'll be my backup then. If I get to come down there, we're going to go to Ohana, okay? So get ready okay, for that. Fair, let's do it. <laughs> we're making okay. it happen. Um, I'm going to take us back to the year 2002. So if you're doing the math, that's 20 years ago. Oh. So 20 years ago, there was a special event to preview Chester and Hester's Dinorama, the newest area of Animal Kingdom. The event featured 17 limited edition pins and pin sets. A private dinner in Dinoland, USA, gourmet, oh. access to the park's newest attractions at the time, Triceratops Spin and Primeval Whirl, Rip, and a <laughs> special performance of the Tarzan Rocks stage show, which, uh, as you mm-hmm. may know, isn't there anymore. Yep. Um, the event was from 7 to 10 p.m., and it cost $125 per person. Wow. So imagine that. So I know we sometimes like to slip into the Disney's nickel and diming us all of a sudden mm-hmm. under a certain CEO, but they've been nickel and diamond since the beginning. Yeah. Yep. So um, this but is 20, year, can, 20 years ago. But that ago. was like a good value then. There was you're $125 plus. But you're getting, so, all, you're getting a lot of stuff going on there. You got a dinner. Listen. It's exclusive. You got a dinner and you went, <laughs> you went on Primeval World. Come on Primeval now. Primeval death, basically. 20 years ago, $125. We're not talking 2022 money. Yeah. We're talking 20, 2002 money. They were but like, anyway. Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> Give us your money. I wonder Give how many tickets money. they actually sold to that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you knows? know, Dino Land made it 20 years. It's had its, it's had a nice run. That's we'll true. See what they, let's see what they do next. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, maybe if we all donate $125, they'll have the budget to redo the whole area. So Highly doubt it. 
Probably not. Um, Before we get to our quote to end our episode today, if you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. You can follow us on Instagram. Our podcast account is at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal account is at The Disney Greg. I am at The Real Beth McDonald. If you'd like to send some magic mail to some, you know, who maybe can't quite get into the parks and you think they still, still need a little pixie dust in their life, it is free for you, free for them, and you can request magic mail on our website. You can also ask a question of us there. If you click on the Ask Beth and Greg link, you can also find that on our Instagram as well. Um, and when we have time and episodes, we go through those questions and uh, come up with some stuff for you all. All right, a quote for you all. I have a, a different type of quote. This is from a Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like Guardians is on the brain, mm-hmm. as Disney announced the, uh, the real opening date which was the leaked opening date, if you remember that little fiasco from a couple of weeks ago, when someone accidentally tweeted out the opening date for Guardians and then they quickly took it down. And then they were like, now they're like, okay, actually it is the date. It is the date. (laughs) Whoops. Anyway, so this is a quote from Guardians of the Galaxy from Star-Lord. Sometimes the thing you've been looking for your whole life is right there by your side all along. I really thought it was going to be Mary Poppins, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> and on that time, note <laughs> on that note goodbye everybody thanks for hanging out and thank you again to our guest katie please feel free to follow her on instagram we'll see you all next week see you next week